Hello everyone and welcome to the final episode of Nerd Factory Reboot in 2021! Yay! <laughs> so yeah, this is officially the final episode for this year because it, it will go live on December 30th, I believe. So yeah, this is pretty much the final episode you'll be getting from me in this year. And I hope it'll be a banger because First of all, listen to that beautiful song that is playing in the background. My god, it just blows your mind. So, I'm going to end this year with talking about Evangelion, Rebuild of Evangelion. A series of movies that basically blew my mind at how good they were. I mean, wow. So, before we begin, first of all, is it important to have watched any Evangelion stuff before you begin this whole movie series. No, it's not absolutely necessary, but if you have watched them, well, you will enjoy it 10 times more, because you know who the characters are, you know the differences, you know, like, alright, who this guy is, who that guy is, you know, what happened here, what happened there. So, it's good if you watch them, and if you really want, you can actually listen to my episode that I did and talked about how to watch it, the definitive edition, basically. So, aside from all of that, what is Rebuild of Evangelion? Is it, I don't know, is it like a sequel? Is it like prequel, alternate retelling? What is it? Alright, so, I actually did a lot of research on it because basically when I watched the first movie, I was like, holy crap. Is this really a sequel? So I was confused. But then I started to do a little research and after of course watching all of them, I can confidently say that no, it is not a sequel of any sort. In fact, it might actually be a parallel alternate universe. So that's the best explanation I can try to give you. You have to watch it to know. But, there are certain elements of, you know, circular loop kind of thing happening again and again and again. So, you might say that maybe it is... I don't know, like... It's not exactly a sequel, I, I can tell you that for sure. But, you can say that maybe a certain character or characters are actually living this life again and again. So, it could be. It could be that way. But... The thing is that if you want to know basically what the whole thing is about, it's just look at it as a alternate parallel story that happens alongside the other ones. Uh, the anime, Neon Genesis, and of course the manga. So they have no relation to each other whatsoever as far as I'm aware. There may be a few characters that have like connections maybe? But, overall, no, this is not something that I can definitely say that, yeah, it's definitely connected to this. But like I said, if you watch those uh, things like anime and the movie, then you get to these four movies, you're going to love it even more. Because you will get everything that the um, movie wants to talk about. Now, talking about all of that, the question that comes is basically, alright, so... I want to watch Rebuild of Evangelion. I have watched those before, but 
I'm watching the first movie and it looks very much like the anime. Is this gonna waste my time? Alright, let me tell you. Yes, the first movie is basically the same as the anime for a long time. Like, it goes on through so many of the similar arcs. Basically, the same story gets told again and again. But, there are some huge differences. There are some differences such as meeting a certain character far sooner than they should. Or, basically, I don't remember them meeting that character in the anime. So, that happens, which changes things. Then... There is also a post-credit scene, which is very telling because you know because of the fact that maybe this was the scene that many people thought that okay this is probably a sequel. So there are two scenes that change the whole game. But you might be thinking, okay, so the first movie is the same as the anime. Should I skip it? No, don't skip it. Why? Mainly because first of all, those little details are very important to the story, so it's better if you watch it. Number two, it's a way better animated and version of the same old anime that we all have watched. So why not watch it in a more modern way? And first of all, the whole series talks more about... It actually doesn't talk uh, a lot about the mental health issues that the, f that the anime did, but it's basically showing a lot more of the action scenes. And that's something that I actually appreciate because, you know, sometimes... Neon Genesis got way too heavy for my liking, and while I did enjoy it until the very end, I would have preferred, you know, sometimes if it if they just went for the action. So I would say that yeah, it is more action heavy. Uh, it has way better animation, way better designs. Basically, just watch it. I mean, if you were a fan of Neon Genesis, you're gonna have a hell of a time. And then when you see those differences, you're gonna be like, holy crap, are they really doing that? So yeah, pretty cool. Now then. You're gonna get to the second movie. So you're gonna probably like, okay, I watched the first one, which, if you didn't know, it's called You Are, in parenthesis, Not Alone. So that's actually pretty cool when you say it like that. It's like you're know, saying that, yeah, you are alone, but then say you are not alone. <laughs> so that is actually pretty cool. Now, then you are going to get to the second movie. So, so far you watched the first one, you saw the little differences, and you are now intrigued. You're like, okay, so let's see what the second one has. The second one is called You Can, then in the parenthesis, not advance. You cannot advance, you cannot continue. So, basically, this also adapts some of the arcs of the um, anime, but again, not exactly the same as the anime. And it has so many things that basically the anime didn't have. For example, we are introduced to Ava 5 and a new pilot called Mari Illustrious Makinami. So this Mari Makinami will have not a huge role, honestly, in the movies, to the point that many people were like, yeah, this is pointless. But there are certain things that continue on that you're going to be like, okay, okay, so maybe she is really important, but... She's a cool character regardless. I mean, don't think of her as, you know, having a voluptuous body that you're going to be like, oh, wow, a eye candy for people. Turns out, actually, that if you if you didn't know, this is actually a very cool thing that even I was uh, shocked by. Uh, Hideaki Anno, the chief director and creator of, of course, Evangelion, stated once that Mari Makinami was not supposed to be in the movies and it was at the behest of the studio. 
and he basically winged it until the last movie to see what to do for her. And honestly, I gotta say, you did a fantastic job winging it because in the end, it was really cool. So, we are introduced to that, then we are introduced to Asuka once more. However, Asuka has a different name, different scene for her introduction, how we meet her. Uh, she has a different story altogether, which doesn't come into play until much later. But she's a different character altogether. She's not as annoying and uptight as the anime version. She's she's still a little bit annoying, but not that much. She's really cool, by the way, in this in these movies, and she's just one hell of a character. And honestly, she of course has a backstory that is very different from the anime. So keep that in mind. She's very cool. We are introduced to some new angels and the fights with them just go on and on. It's just really cool. Like something I've never seen before because you literally never have. But it's so freaking cool that it's just out of this world. Next to that, we are introduced to Toji's sister. Uh, if you remember, Toji was the pilot that was, uh, I think, the fifth child. They called him fifth or fourth child who was in that particular Evangelion that went out of control and uh, unfortunately uh, Shinji had no choice but to try and kill that Ava and uh, you know basically he I think something happened to him in the anime he didn't die but something really terrible like I think he lost his leg and uh, we never met his sister who was in the hospital however uh, we do meet his sister here but not that much we just see a small kid who is introduced as, you know, Toji's sister. Um, also, like I said, you know, the Ava free fight that we had is different from the anime. It's way different, and the story is different, and, you know, because of that fight, because of, you know, what happens, here comes the little difference. Basically, I believe a rebuild of Evangelion is basically saying that, okay, there is a cycle that some events must happen regardless, and then some events can be altered, and that alternation can cause some really weird things to happen for one for example you could argue that you know some characters in the uh, in the evangelion series didn't have much of a significance or if they did basically you would say that hey okay so he or she had some significance now what like for example there was um a certain character i'm not gonna actually spoil who am i talking here about but there was a certain character who in the anime actually had a lot of things to do. And uh, this character had connections to other characters, was really important. But in the movies, you don't get to see a lot of that character at all. But you're just told that, yeah, this guy is important. However, one character, a certain character in this movie, at, the, at least these two movies, has a very significant role, in my opinion, and that's none other than Rei Ayanami. If you haven't watched the anime, anime, I'm not going to spoil it, who Rei actually is, but honestly, her role in the movies was way better than whatever she had in the anime. And she was a different character altogether. And I enjoyed watching her on screen. And honestly, she plays a huge role towards the end of the movie, where it is because of this ending that we are now introduced to a new... I, I don't know, like, you know, a whole new timeline, if you want to call it, or events that never happened before. So, 
something really cool happens, something awesome happens, and you're like, holy shit, look at that, that is so cool. So, the second movie is honestly really, really awesome. Like, especially the ending, it just opens the way for something unprecedented. Precedented. So, it is so cool to watch it. But then comes the third and fourth movie. Well, basically third and three plus one movie. So, so far you watch them and you're like, holy crap, this is changing what's going on. So, the third movie is called You Can Not Redo. Mm. Honestly, the title is very fitting because I'm not going to spoil exactly. From this point on, it's, not, it's absolutely spoiler free. I'm not going to spoil it for you because I want you guys to watch it. It's that good, that exciting. But from this point on, like, you know, basically, the story goes into its unique way. I would argue that you know, the second movie also was very unique compared to the rest of Evangelion. Like, saying that, yeah, this is not a copy or rehash of everything that we ever saw. It, because it isn't, it's basically its own story. But when we get to the third and fourth movie, the third movie you cannot redo is such a different story than whatever I've seen. It does stall a bit, like, the, I think the criticisms are valid, like it takes a little while and a certain character does take a while to basically, you know, find themselves and do what they're meant to, but the supporting cast is absolutely amazing. The mystery that you're enduring to see, okay, what the hell happened or what the hell is this, what the hell is that, it's pretty awesome. Like, it made me invest in the story way more than I probably thought I would be. And honestly, it's just so well done. Like, I would say that, yes, there is one flaw in there, but, you know, I, I don't even care about the flaw because the rest of it is so freaking good. And like I said, it doesn't really focus a lot on the mental health as it does in the anime, but it does talk about it here and it shows it. And honestly, it's still a better... I don't know, story than what the anime was trying to tell. I'm not saying that Rebuild is way better, no. I would argue that both of them next to each other are awesome. But if we're talking about like which one tried to be better tell a story, a more coherent story, and had a more, I don't know, um, meaningful impact, I would go with Rebuild. I would say that the anime was really cool, but it got so dark at times, so much mental health issues brought into light that instead of actually talking about them in a good way, it just showed the dark side of it and then tried to say, okay, it's fine, it's okay, but it isn't. So, it was that. That That's my opinion. I know that maybe it's unpopular and people would say that, no, Rebuild is not as good as the anime or, I don't know, Rebuild is worse than the anime or it will never be as good. I would say that, no. In my opinion, Rebuild is far more enjoyable than the anime. So, because it actually has a very good story to boot as well. So with the third movie, you're seeing a lot of action happen, you're seeing a lot of story unfold, you learn more and you're confused at times. But then, like it's the ending, you're like, how the hell are they going to finish the story up? Will they have a problem with it? Will they fail? Well, turns out, no. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, Thrice Upon a wish i think it's called thrice upon a wish let me check let's see thrice upon a time sorry <laughs> thrice upon a time 
succeeds in every single way. First of all, this movie is basically um, much longer than the other ones. Like, um, if the last one was around 1 hour 40 minutes, this is around 2 hour and 45 minutes. So, much longer. Secondly, it does things very well. It just basically understands what you want. And even though at times you might be thinking, okay, instead of doing this continuous story, like, it just does it so well. First of all, you don't mind that. I mean, maybe some of you would be like, okay, continue on with the story, we don't want to see this. But you want to. Because there are a few scenes that have actual genuine serenity in them. There are actual times where a character like Rei Ayanami just grows, just becomes more human. And there are scenes that are very heartbreaking, there are scenes that are very confusing, there are scenes that, honestly, it just goes beyond what you ever expected. One thing that I absolutely love about this fourth and final movie is the ability that it has to talk about all of this story without fail, explain as many things that it possibly can in the best way possible. It shows the growth of actual characters. This is one thing that I enjoy way more than the anime. Rebuild of Evangelion does this so well. You actually see the growth of each character. You feel for them way more than you ever did in the anime. And I think that this is so well done. When you see these characters, when you see their growth, when you see like, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're talking like this, they're doing these things. It's just so genuine, so organic, so natural, that it makes you so hopeful. And honestly, I would say that this movie basically ended everything that Evangelion ever wanted to be or ever was. Basically, basically this is the end of the story. Like, I would think that, you know, Anno basically thought that, okay, I have an anime, I have a manga, but let me tell a better story, different way, that can have more impact. And I would say that, yeah, this, this had so much impact. This was basically amazing. It's something that you have to experience. So while I would say that, okay, number one to two, number one is, can be a drag for old viewers because they're like, okay, I've seen this thing. But it can be also very exciting. Number two, I would say that it is exciting because things are going differently and you're like, okay, this is getting exciting. Oh, wow, that ending. Number three, you're probably like, okay, this is more like set up and created more questions. Why? And still, it's a very exciting movie. The fourth one, you're just like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, let me just say, Evangelion, Thrice Upon a Time, is such an amazing thing. And the naming even has some cheeky references. Thrice upon a time, like one, two, three, huh? Anime, manga, movies, maybe, maybe that's why. And you know, at the same time, there's so many references to the movie, to the old movie, End of Evangelion, to the Neon Genesis Evangelion. There's actually a pre, you know, there's a scene that's pretty much actually putting it there and saying, okay, yes, we acknowledge this. Yes, this this is this, this is that. Like 
I loved it. It never states that, hey, we are connected to that one. It never states that, yeah, this is a circular thing happening again and again, and, you know, it's something like that. It never even states that it's something like, you know, 13 Sentinels, where um, DNA of people have gone to other places, there's simulation, things happening, and, you know, obviously there's going to be different stories, because that's not even a circular thing. That's, like, different stories of different places, whatever. But there is so much here that... You know, it doesn't even need to explain, you know, it doesn't need to come out and say it outright to say, hey, hey, viewer, this is what's happening, okay? You understand? Good for you. No, it doesn't even need to. And honestly, that ending of the movie was so well done. I still can't believe we got such an ending. From Ano of all people. This ending was so good. And while there were some characters that were a little bit questionable, thinking like, okay, what's your allegiance? Like, where did you come from? What's what's this? What's that? And there are many theories out there as to people saying that, okay, maybe there's a reason this character did this or said that. I would say that, yeah, probably there's a reason for it. Probably you're confused, thinking like, okay, this is that, maybe this is. But I think that maybe it's best we leave it at that. Like, we, I think many people would love to think that, okay, maybe it's a sequel. For some reason, somehow they want to connect it and say this is definitely a sequel, even though I definitely don't think this is a sequel. Maybe some people are like, okay, this is a cycle, a circle, things are in a loop, they will happen again and again. They show their own evidence. Some do this, some do that. But at the end of the day, I say, okay, no matter what it is, no matter which is it, which this thing is, this is not the point of the story even. The point of the story is to basically move on, to grow, to try to do better. That's what I love about the story. Don't hinge on old stuff. Don't go out of your way to put focus on a thing that has ended, that has finished. There's no relevance to what it is now, your past. That is what I love so much about the story. And honestly, Evangelion has really resonated with me a lot. I have seen it, you know, and felt the pain of the character. I understood the characters. And I'm like, yeah, this message that this this thing has, wow. Like, if I were on the fence recommending something like Evangelion anime, I would go and say that, no, watch the movies. You have to watch them. While it might look like it's so heavy, it's so dark, but it has so much hope and beautiful messages in there that... Now that I think about it, they're actually engraved in my mind. Whereas I'm trying to block out the things I saw in the anime. It's a beautiful movie. And... I'm so happy that I experienced it. I'm so happy that I saw it. I'm so happy that after watching it, I... Basically... Just, you know, kept thinking about it for a long time. I mean, I watched it like... Four days ago, finished it four or three days ago, but I'm still thinking about it because I didn't know how to, you know, collect my thoughts about this movie. You might think to yourself that, okay, you're just talking about the fourth movie. You're saying the fourth movie is awesome. What's the point? What about the other three? Are they bad? I would say no. This is a collective. All of this together form a cohesive, a greatly connected and well-made story. That's what it is. It's not just one story that I would go out and say, okay, this is one story. Finished, done. 
We're, we're cool with it. I would say that no. All of them together create this amazing story that unlike the other ones, it just makes you really happy. Like, I love it. And I think that you should definitely watch it. And if you didn't know, this is a project that took way longer than it should have with releasing in 2007 in Japan, 1st of September, and the final release being 8th of March 2021. Holy crap. Again in Japan. So, if you think about it, it's something like... 2007 2021 14 years 14 years and the difference and this is a freaky part the first movie came 2007 the second one 2009 and the third one 2012 so pretty cool pretty cool schedule like you know they came after one another it was fine but then the final one nine years later nine years people waited to see the end of this movie series and honestly the preview that I saw at the end of the third one had no relation whatsoever to the fourth one and I'm happy that it didn't <laughs> really cool way to make me think that you know yeah this is happening and I'm like holy crap none of this happened but still um, watch it enjoy it and I would love to hear your thoughts as if any of your old-time Evangelion fans if you have any thoughts on that, if you guys have any thoughts on the movies, and you know, it, it, I would like love to see if you guys agree that the movies have a much more cohesive story. They have a far better message embedded in it, and they deliver it much better way. And actually, the story is better than the anime. Of course, many would probably say that okay, the anime didn't have enough time. You have to watch the movie to get the story. Look, I understand all of those. I reviewed them that way, but I would still say the movies had, for whatever reason, had a better chance to tell a much better story. Much better characters, much better characterization altogether. So go ahead, watch it, and tell me what you think. This will be a movie that you can probably enjoy <laughs> before New Year's, but be sure to watch all of them so that you, you won't be depressed. But, aside from that, Guys, this is the last episode of 2021, 30th of December. I hope that in 2021 I was able to um, help you guys. And uh, that I helped you guys basically um, learn more about anime, more about the animes you love, mangas, video games. Um, I will do my utmost to make the next year a far better one I don't know where it will take me I don't know if I even have the will to continue in the way that I am now but um, I just hope that during the past year any content I put out was good enough that it was basically something that you guys enjoyed that when you at least um, hurt them you learned something from them you got something new from them and to all of you who supported me in the last year to all of you who um, sent great messages of support to all of you who 
basically formed a very beautiful connection with me as a audience member, as a listener to the host. Thank you. You made this year worth it. You made it. You made this this year the best year I ever had in Nerd Factory. I might say that I had episodes with way more listeners, but honestly, interacting with you guys, talking with you guys, and seeing that you do enjoy them makes it much, much better than just having a big number appear and say that yeah, this was this was a little total listeners. It's it's worth it seeing you guys loving these episodes. So thank you guys, and hopefully. 2022 will be a much better year, much stronger year, without any problems or issues whatsoever. And if there are, hopefully we can all circumvent them. Thank you guys for supporting me and joining me. And I hope you will have a fantastic new year and happy holidays, guys. Until next time, until the next episode, see you guys.